The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Two Minute Warning, the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply, but our opinions are definitely not. We're here for episode 10. It is currently June the 15th of the year 2020, and stuff is still going crazy in the world, but we'll try and bring the conversation back down to earth with some American football chat for half an hour. I'm joined once again by my lead blocker, if you will. Yeah. Matt Ward, Sounds how are you doing? Right. I'm good, thank you, Jess. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Usual kind of two-year-old troubles that I'm having with my daughter, but other than that, life is life is good. Same boat there. So absolutely the same boat there. We've got a fair few uh, comments rocking in already, a few people are joining us. Uh, Duff Valley says G-Men so he's throwing out his allegiances pretty early uh, don't really yeah. have much Giants conversation today but uh, no, we don't. controversially might I say that's because the Giants aren't really doing anything right now so there you go mm, No. <laughs> shall we get kicked off with our first topic of the day I think we should okie dokie so we start today with the news that's quite rightly dominating everything at the moment, uh, American football and not, and that is in the Black Lives Matter movement and the conversation about racism and police brutality in the US. Commissioner Roger Goodell issued a statement in which he stated, we, the NFL, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the NFL, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the NFL, believe black lives matter. What do you think of this statement by the commissioner? Let's go. Okay, so um, anybody who knows me is knows I, I don't like Roger Goodell anyway. I think he's a clown. Um, and um, although um, it's, a, it's a good good call it's a late one at that um the situation i feel um might unify the um the teams the fans this season um but i think it's time to set the standards and and um no more pandering to trump and uh and the government over there in the us to be honest yeah absolutely it's too little too late in my book the it seems very reactionary rather than having any kind of real belief in any of this where was this outrage when the nfl players started kneeling they were being called to be fired by trump and nobody batted an eyelid nobody got fired obviously but the likes of colin kaepernick um were kind of pushed out and nothing was really done to help people like that and eric reed and it was all because people were worried about losing ticket sales to racists. And at the, the end of the day, if you are worried more about your bottom line than you are about doing the right thing, then it's a bit late to come back years later and say that you now care about the majority of the people in your league because black players make up 
at least two thirds, if not more, of the players in the National Football League. Yeah. So they could have been trailblazers on this, but instead they're out here trying to save face because they've been backed into a corner. It's just not good enough in my book. And I'm not sure that that's really down to just Roger Goodell, but in general, I'm not buying this statement and everything that's coming out of the NFL. No. There's our two minutes on that quick topic. Again. Quick again. again. It goes insanely quickly. Onwards then to our, our next discussion. So one particular instance where it's become explicitly obvious that the NFL has failed the black community is, as I mentioned, with Colin Kaepernick. With the narrative finally turning to the right side of history, Kaepernick is expected to get a place on an NFL team somewhere. Question is, where does he land? Now, we spoke about this a little bit, and there was a discussion about whether the Patriots should should grab him. What do you think about the idea of him hitting the Patriots? Um, I, I don't really know his playing style too well. I mean, obviously, I'm aware of, of Colin himself and, and what he stands for um, came to the forefront with, with his kneeling. Um, but will he fit with the what's called the Patriot way, um, as in the playing style? Um, but I am pretty sure if he does land in Foxborough that, that Bill and, and co would be able to teach him that way um, if, if he ends up over on the East Coast. Um, and I, I feel it would be a smart move, to be honest. I, I really like the idea of him going to the Patriots just because that would really be a spit in the face to all the racists that yeah. the guy who's in charge of all of this uh, goes to a team called the Patriots. Yeah, uh, That would be a real spit in the face to them. So I kind of like that. But I agree with you. I'm not sure the playing style really fits the Patriots. It might work, being that you are kind of starting from scratch now that yeah. Brady's gone. But I don't really see Cap getting anything more than a backup position at this point. It's been three years now since he's yeah, taken the field for the NFL. So he's probably going to be in a backup position behind somebody of a similar style, maybe someone like uh, behind Deshaun Watson at the Texans or behind um, Lamar Jackson at the Ravens. But I think the real intriguing fit for me is at the Kansas City Chiefs behind Patrick Mahomes because Andy Reid has a long history of giving people chances second chances michael vick being the the obvious one and mahomes will not be threatened by another qb coming in behind him like some of the other more insecure qbs might be and i have to stop talking because our two minutes is up not using that time out yet then jez no 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 but it's a, a good reminder matt that uh for our audience maybe tuning in for the first time we each have a timeout to extend this two minutes if we want to uh not feeling it yet, though. Not feeling it yet. We'll have to not quite to see how we go as we move forward. Uh, next, then, we have a question from uh, our audience base, from one of our listeners. Uh, Dylan Owens asks, and we're sticking with what we've already discussed, really, whether Roger Goodell should be removed as commissioner of the NFL. And as Roger Goodell's biggest fan, I'll let you kick off this discussion. Two minutes on the clock. 
Okay, so like you said, I'm I'm just not a fan. Um and maybe it's time for a change at the office, to be honest. Um, and it'd probably be a good thing. But who'd take over? I was looking through online who'd be favourites. Some are saying Adam Silver, who's the NBA commissioner, um, Amy Trask, the former Raiders CEO, mm. um, maybe an ex-player like Peyton Manning, or um, I think she's a po- uh, US politician, um, Condoleezza Rice. She was a US politician, yeah. She's yeah. Uh, retired now. She was a a, a bane in, in politician side for a while. I like the idea of Peter Manning possibly taking over. That would be intriguing. But I just love Peter Manning. He's a, a cool yeah. guy. Personally, though, I don't think Goodell needs to go. Um, I think despite what I've said about about how they handled the the kneeling, I think he's done more good than bad, especially for fans like us in the UK. He's the guy behind the international series. That wouldn't be a thing without him. Yeah. Pretty much everybody else around is kind of calling for the international series to end. They want it to stay in America for Americans and they don't want any interloping from other countries. Yeah. But Goodell is very outward looking in that way. Uh, so while there has been a, a problem handling racist kind of elements, he's still very outward looking and inclusive and trying to bring in other countries, especially us here in the UK. He's going to be extending the regular season to 17 games next year. People have been calling for that for ages and fighting for it. Um, And we'll discuss the preseason later, but it looks like we're going to maybe try out a shortened preseason this year. So I think he's doing lots of good things. Yes, he does some bad things as well, and I know as a Patriots fan, he's done a lot to piss you off. But overall, no, leave the guy in place, okay. I think. Yeah, fair fair point, fair point. <laughs> you haven't got any time to argue with me anyway, no. so. Onwards. With the popularity of mic'd up segments in NFL magazine shows and the success uh, of it bringing more transparency to the XFL, there is a rumor that the NFL are considering miking up all players throughout all games, all the time. Let us hear everything. Is it a good idea? And I'll kick this one off as we begin the two minutes. Now, I love the XFL, as short-lived as it was, and its presentation, but I really, really didn't like being able to hear absolutely everything that was going on on the field. I, I just don't need to hear the the plays being called and as a former coach i absolutely loathe the idea of other teams being able to like go home after a game turn on the repeat or recording of the yeah. broadcast and be able to listen to my play calls and then watch the play happen and go oh, okay so that's that and that's that and that's that right next week we're sorted then job done mm. i really hate that idea and in the nfl that just should not happen at all uh what do you think? Well, like I said, I, I'm a fan, as you know, of the XFL. I, I loved everything about it. Um, but it'd be, it'd be interesting, I suppose, to hear players' thoughts. Not necessarily. I, I hate the idea of the play calling, being able to hear that. Like you said, teams can go home, watch the repeat of it, recording whatever, um, and be able to plan for further weeks ahead. Um, but also, um, what if they swear? Yeah, swearing is another thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're not going to catch all of it on the existing delay that they've got. There's no. like a five second delay, I think, between yeah. live time and the broadcast. So you'd need to extend that if you were going to keep the profanity out. Yeah. And while it might, it would be okay here because our games are pretty much all evening and late into night. Yeah. Yeah. But and you know, East Coast and Central Time. That's lunchtime in the middle of the day that the first game kicks off. Yeah. And on the West Coast, it's even earlier. You don't want to hear Effin and Jeffin on the in no. California when you wake up and are turning on the NFL. So no, I don't think it's a good idea at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the elements at play are souring on the idea as well once yeah. people responded. We are motoring through. We are motoring through. The comments are coming thick and fast. Lots of good insight from our viewers who are coming from all over, lots on Facebook, lots on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Onwards. And I do believe, now I look at the show notes, that I've missed out a topic. So we'll have to come back to that one next week. Um, but right now we'll talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. in an interview, the uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback said he was surprised that Jordan Love was drafted by a team in the first round. With Jordan Love in the building, are Rodgers' Lambeau leaping days over? What do you think? Um, I I can see him moving on. Um, I don't think he'll take being back up to Jordan Love. Um, as much as he says that he's going to welcome him with open arms or, or whatever... Um, I think having real competition for the QB1 spot um, might just send him elsewhere. Um, I think he's had his time to shine at Lambeau. Um, and as a future prediction, looking into my not-so-crystal ball, I can see I can see him in purple next season. I mean, there's there's precedent, right, for Green Bay Packers quarterbacks to be pushed out by a younger guy and then end up in purple. So you might yeah. be right. Yeah. But I think it's a taste of his own medicine. When he was drafted, he supplanted Brett Favre, who, uh, despite me being a Bears fan, uh, I have a lot of respect for Brett Favre. And he was he's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. So they, they did him dirty with Aaron Rodgers. So it's a bit of a taste of his own medicine. And I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I'm enjoying any kind of negative... Thing that happens to him yeah i do see him moving on somewhere else to finish his career if jordan love is able to show the potential that they're looking for um but with a shortened preseason and the offseason not looking as it normally would maybe they don't get enough time to see that from jordan love only if yeah Rogers is injured and Love has to step in during the regular season. They might not get the opportunity to see what he can do, is what I'm trying to say. No. Rogers says he harbors no ill feelings towards Jordan Love and looks forward to developing their relationship. I call BS on that, whatever. I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. That said, if he ended up in Navy and Orange next year and beyond, I, I could maybe live with that and begin mm. to like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Speaking of Navy and Orange, uh, my fighting Chicago Bears have declared an open competition for their starting quarterback job. 
between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. But the question is, who sees the most time as starter this season? And I think it's only right that as the resident Bears fan, I kick this off. So here come the two minutes. Boo Bears. <laughs> so Bisky told reporters that he still sees himself as the team leader. And I don't see that immediately. Now, I am a person who has had Mitchell Trubisky's back from day one. I am a big fan of Mitchell Trubisky. He really let everyone down last season. But I look at Mitchell Trubisky in the same way that you looked at Alex Smith a few years ago when he started with the San Francisco 49ers and he had a carousel of different coaching and different offensive coordinators. It's been very much the same for Mitchell Trubisky. He had Dowell Loggins in 2017 and then things went under Matt Nagy and Mark Helfridge came in. Now he's got a new offensive coordinator again. He hasn't really been given the opportunity to bed in to one style. And last year they completely took away his running game both with the running backs and his ability to scramble outside of the pocket. So they've really not given him a chance to succeed. I don't think Foles will be any better, but you don't trade for a QB that you have to pay $50 million to in the next three years if you don't want him to start. You you just don't. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So I see Foles starting next year. I've left you with 35 seconds for your thoughts. Okay. So I think that I think Mitchell Trubisky will be QB one next season um, over there in Chicago. I think Nick Foles has had his chance in Philly. He got injured. Um, I think Trubisky's underrated. He, um, needs to be given the weapons he needs, and um, I think um, Chicago need to protect him and and they'll win games. Simple as. I, I think he's a good QB. Yeah, we haven't had a decent offensive line since the nineteen eighty five season, so. That isn't helping anybody, Trubisky or Falls. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens with a, a shortened off season. But uh, what do you think, listeners? Let us know in the comments. Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Falls, who gets the start for the majority of the season in Chicago? Yeah, I'd love to hear thoughts as well. Speaking of the preseason and preparation, uh, there is discussion. Uh, from the Players Association, that possibly the preseason schedule will be reduced from four games to two. Is that a good idea? What do you think? Um, I uh, well, you've seen my show notes, and I do this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I think it's too long and pointless. Um, I say just get on with it and and give us the seventeen game regular season. Um, it's a good idea. Um, and I think with everything currently going on and affected by COVID-19, I think now's the time to make that change and, and stick with it. Yeah, I can completely agree with you. Uh, let's shorten the preseason now and forever. It's been too long for a long time. And with the regular yeah. season going up to 17 games next year, it's the perfect opportunity to, to bring that down a bit and kill yeah. some of the, the chaff. We just don't need four meaningless games like two no. is plenty enough to be able to put your starters out there for the first quarter and just let them try out some new stuff make sure that they're healthy make sure that everything that you're installing in training camps is working 
And then you've got three other quarters for the rest of the game to be able to keys and your free agents and decide who you want to keep, who you want to bring down to your 53-man roster. Three quarters over two games is plenty of time to do that evaluation, plus what you're doing in training camp already. There's just no need for such a long, drawn-out process anymore. Um, and the coronavirus, obviously, is what the causes, cause is of this shortening, yeah. but it'll have a wonderful side effect in my book. It's going to have wiped out all of the mini camps and the extra time that they get before the preseason. So really, you have to drag that time into the summer. And if we get further peaking, America doesn't seem to be getting any better with the coronavirus. We may lose the entire preseason, which will be a complete other discussion. Yeah. But that's the end of that discussion and moving, uh, moving uh moving fast tonight jeremy we are neither of us have used a timeout and uh spoiler alert i will not be using my timeout for for this topic so my timeout will go unused in this show where maybe I, we'll... I, th- I think we're both um going uh oh and two on the using of the timeouts to be honest maybe we'll have a rollover like the national lottery next time and uh yeah. give ourselves extra time on a a more juicy topic. Yeah, uh, but finally, our last topic of this episode. This past week, Antonio Brown resolved a January arrest pleading no contest to multiple charges arising from an altercation with a moving truck driver, a moving truck driver, whom Brown did not want to pay. This is the latest in a long line of missteps by the receiver. Does he ever come back to the NFL? Two minutes on the clock, and I will kick us off by saying, God, I hope not. If there was ever a person who had (laughs) completely burned all of their bridges and squandered all of their chances and hadn't done a thing to try and redeem themselves or make people believe that he's actually a decent human being, it's Antonio Brown. He bleeped and moaned all the way out of Pittsburgh, kind of forced their hand to let him go. Then he did absolutely everything he could not to play for the Oakland Raiders. He burned off his yeah. feet in a cryo chamber and refused to wear a helmet because it wasn't the right helmet. It took two weeks for Bill Belichick to get sick of him. And that guy is quite able to put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. And he's still under investigation for allegedly harassing a woman via text message who spoke out about him to Sports Illustrated. Stay the hell away from this guy. He is he is toxic. He is radioactive. If he is cleared to come back to the NFL, which I don't think he will, do not touch him. Do not, do not, do not. Do you yeah. agree? Absolutely, hundred and fifty percent. He's bad news. Like I said, um, Bill Belichick got fed up of his crap um, and pretty much booted him out of Foxborough. Mm. Um, take the advice, Antonio Brown, and you know I'm giving it to you here live on multiple streams that are, that you're able to access. Just <laughs> stay away from our sport. Go and try something else. Maybe I don't know competitive fishing 
golf. <laughs> Some sports people don't watch on TV. You're not welcome anymore. Just shoot, please. I mean, if the derelict Patriots don't want him, don't see anybody else wanting him, to be honest. And that's our time. And I think Matt is frozen and timing for his signal to crap out. Or is it me? Okay, we have lost Matthew. I think my internet just decided to crap out. But uh, luckily, we are at the end of uh, our show. So uh, I will leave us uh, to to close out. Thanks to everyone that has joined in with us today. There's been a lot of comments and uh, very happy to see you all. If you have any topics from the NFL that you'd like us to discuss, please do uh, let us know. You can comment on any of uh, the streams that you're watching now, or you can contact us on Twitter. Uh, I am at the Jed Show. Uh, Matt is at Matt Ward 1985 UK. Either of us will be happy to take your comments. Please like wherever you are watching, listening. Uh, this will be a podcast as soon as possible. And you can listen to it again. Have it for your commute. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but from me, Jeremy, and from the absent Matt, thanks for joining us. 